0: Thank <laughs> Welcome back to Trex Through Time. I am your host, as always, and FreightWaves Deputy Editor, Brielle Jekyll. And I am here to tell you some of the most interesting stories throughout history in transportation and freight. And Mary O'Connell is back, as always, too. And today, we are celebrating Thanksgiving a week early with an episode devoted to the logistics of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, throughout the years. We're gonna try and tackle the question of how Macy's pretty much manages to handle such a massive event every year. So Mary, first, are you a parade watcher? Um, well, I, I, I am on a good day. Um, but sometimes now that I've gotten a little older, since I don't have kids, um, I usually am watching something else because, um, there's a lot of commercials and a lot of talking. So I'll mostly just tune in for the clips of like the performances that I want to see, uh, see a couple highlights and then move along. Well, I don't like folk like having like something to actually focus on in the mm-hmm. mornings anyway. So I like to like read my email or like you know the paper while I have something on. So I'm an avid watcher of the parade. Like I have to have every second at least recorded. I need to see it all. I used to have this really annoying. Where can thing you where- can you stream it? Because that's that's the main reason why I stopped watching is because we cut the cord, so we don't have like our network TV anymore. I would imagine it's on, like... Uh, do you, you want me to get into, I mean, like, I can get into the cutting the cord. Do you have Sling? Do you have Hulu Live? Do you have, like, anything like that? Because that doesn't... that I have, has I have just... I have regular Hulu, and I have Peacock, I, which I feel like... I guarantee you it's on Peacock. Okay. All There's right. no anyway, way it's not on Peacock. I don't believe slight that. Di- a slight diversion. Maybe I'll watch it <laughs> this year. I gotta make a bunch of rolls for Thanksgiving, so gotta I'll do something you. while the bread rises. I'll text you. I'll be like, put it off. <laughs> put that on. <laughs> okay, um, but before we get too far, Brielle, I am going to give a little spoiler alert. I used to work at Macy's. <gasps> I did. I'm guessing in retail or in logistics. Oh my gosh. No, in retail. I was 16. <laughs> Um, I worked in the, uh, one store in St. Peter's. I worked, um, in the old lady Alfred Dunner department, ready to wear women's. Uh, and then when I went down to school, I continued working at the jewelry counter. So your girl mm-hmm. sold fine jewelry at Macy's and sold Nana her outfit for Thanksgiving. So. You could can say that I'm a jack of all that. trades. <laughs> I can totally see that, but, but I prefer the impulse section. So yeah, you know, like impulse the, you know, not there. impulse like a thousand dollar jewelry. Um, yeah, yeah. The um uh, the other thing is, I'm sure that this might come up, but uh, if you want, you can if you're an employee of Macy's, you can audition to be in the Macy's employee like choir, I guess that they have for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, well actually it goes further than that, but we will get there. Um, So, uh, and and just in case somebody out there doesn't know what we're talking about, which I highly doubt, um, but just in case, each year the department store Macy's puts on an elaborate parade on Thanksgiving day morning throughout the city of New York and it's televised on NBC. And it's really a logistical marvel because it's just it's a huge parade. It's gone on for almost 100 years and it travels from like the upper west side uh down to Macy's headquarters or not headquarters but their flagship store in Herald Square which is a gorgeous store by the way. I highly recommend going and checking out the old oh, escalators. It's, it's absolutely stunning. The absolutely old escalators stunning. are so terrifying and Fun fact. Um, if you ever need something from Macy's, you can have it shipped from the store to your house. And if your local Macy's doesn't have it, there's a 99.999% chance that the Herald Square one has it. Not that I used to have things that would sell out at our store shipped from Herald Square because I didn't have to search every single other store. I just knew they would have it. So fun fact, you can do that. Okay. You no longer work at Macy's, put your I know, but hat away. i done. I'll done. Okay. All I'll just has gone. Okay, so uh, basically, it's the planning for the parade starts months in advance. I mean, it's really a whole year affair, because there is a dedicated team devoted to the parade. I mean, it's more than just a team. It's a whole division and a whole warehouse where they're just working on this stuff all year round. So the Macy's team works closely with city officials, various departments and sponsors to ensure a seamless execution And they also they have a a dedicated team that oversees everything from like securing permits to coordinating with the police and emergency services. And I've always just kind of like imagined the parade as being just people from all different companies. And the characters, you know, from like the Snoopy people and the, you know, the Wimpy Kid Diaries people, you know, them coming to New York with their floats and kind of showing off. But what the parade actually is, is the, Macy's gift to Americans, to the United States. So this is their thing. They want to they want to present this as a present. Present this as a present <laughs> to all of us Americans, um, and it's it's strictly a Macy's production. So I think that's really cool. Um, so there's licensed balloons, like I said, like you know all, all that. Th- like we see these famous characters in the balloons and the floats, but the Macy's Parade Studio it, is what it's called. That's behind all of it, and everyone that works on or in the parade is actually a Macy's employee. Or a family member, so that's what I was getting to before. So all those people holding the balloons, waving on floats, everything down to the last detail—those are all Macy's employees or friends and family of the company. So you really can't just lo- like try and sign up, or it's not like specific people who are talent who who are talented in balloon handling. Um. <laughs> I want to say that every. I want to say that once upon a time, I don't know if they still do it, but I vaguely remember reading something on it where like certain charities were invited by Macy's to be like a balloon handler. Um, Right. So- But it was ultimately at the request of Macy's. Everything goes through them. You can't just be like, I'm going to, you can't just like walk up to like this, the sign up sheet and be like, I'm a balloon handler today. Yeah. There's no application process. It's nothing like that. It's just by invitation only, um, because they really, really take that idea of them giving this as a gift seriously. Uh, and I think that's adorable. Whether or not you think it's like commercialized or whatever, I just think that's I don't know. I, d- I just think it's like really fun knowing that this is like something that they just do all themselves. Um, it actually is really cute because Macy's does go above and beyond around the holiday season. Like that mm-hmm. is that is their time to shine. Like back to school? No, that's not it. The, the holiday season is is Macy's bread and butter. Oh my god, when me and my husband were in college and I was closer to the city to New York, we would we would all, every year we would just go to Macy's. <laughs> walk around that seems so ridiculous now um but anyway so um so the team leader so like i said there's not like a career you can have or you're a professional balloon handler you work for macy's or you're a friend or family of macy's and you're invited to do this but there is special training that they all that Many go through. So there's a team, there's a balloon team leader, and that team leader will go through training to make sure that they can completely handle this in a safe manner, you know, know how to tell people what to do, know what to do in certain situations, and make sure that everything is the safest, safest way possible. Um but going back to the Macy's Parade studio, the current warehouse is actually located in Munaki, New Jersey. Um, and so I was not far from that from school as well. So I was all I was very excited to find out it was in. So Munaki. for those of us who aren't familiar with New Jersey, where is that? Like so by... it's kind of near MetLife, like near where the Giants and the Jets play. Okay. all right, I can um, I can work with that landmark. I also did not know that the Giants and the Jets played in New Jersey. Yeah, so it's a warehouse in Munaki, New Jersey, and it's decorated with all this stuff from from the parades past. You can actually look up a, a video and it does like a 360 degree video, like one that first came out on YouTube when I, all the brands were doing it. And it shows you an inside look at the warehouse and it's really cool. So I got a lot of information um, for this podcast from that video from that video series. Uh, and they've been in this location since 2011. It's three floors. And it was specifically built for this purpose for the Macy's parade and the team that works there. And it also handles the 4th of July fireworks show. It's the same team. So same building. Pretty cool. I'm kind of wondering how you would even go about building that building. Like you walk up to your structural engineer and your architect and say like, so I need you to build this giant warehouse that houses a bunch of balloons that will inflate. Yeah. I actually got some of my information from the, the um, manager, like the, the, whatever it's called, the, the real estate manager of the building and they were contracted for it. And it's, it's pretty much just a warehouse. If you, if you see the actual building, so it's like, they just needed it to be like a certain, yeah. So they can actually blow up the balloons inside store them and everything. And then house all the, all the people working on it. Uh, not literally house, but you know, fit them in. Uh, and before this, the, the parade studio was actually located in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is really, really cool city. Right. Um, right by the edge of New York. Uh, and that it was there for more than 40 years. And that building was 40,000 square feet located on 15th and Willow. Uh, but they outgrew that and they moved into this custom made studio, which is now about 72,000 square feet. So now that's how much the parade grew within 40 years. And that's how much more space they needed. So, is all of the parade at this 172,000 warehouse, or is it in multiple locations? It's really just this. If there is, you know, Mm -hmm. other things, then it's like a fluke or or something. Everything that happens. Yeah. Everything that happens. In the parade is created, stored, and and built in this uh, warehouse, and it's really really cool. So in, in the in the studio warehouse, there's an area just for special effects, like you know the hyd- hydraulics, confetti explosions. There's a lot of confetti going on in there all the time, uh, and then there's a metal area where it's all melded together, and it creates essentially what are the skeletons of the floats. So, mm-hmm. you know, at one point in time, you will see just like metal skeletons of the floats. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> There's a painting area, of course, and all of the balloons are no joke painted by hand. And they are fully inflated inflated at the time of painting. And uh, because if they're not, if you, re- if you re-inflate them, then the painting will crack and whatnot. So um, they make sure to paint them all while they're already inflated. Um, And of course, they have a giant sewing machine to stitch it all together, all of the balloons together, um, because each of the balloons have different compartments. Because if you, you know, pop a foot, they don't want the whole thing to to go. They want it to be able to, you know, keep going. And so it's it's much more stable and, and easier for them if they if each part of the balloon has a different chamber. I think that the sewing the balloons together would be the coolest job. But that's also just because I like sewing things. I really want to see that in action because in the videos, I didn't get to see the giant sewing machine, but I I am dying to see the the sewing machine. Oh, absolutely. I imagine it has to be, like, bigger than my room. Yeah, right. (laughs) So the parade itself started in 1924, and it was uh, put on by immigrants to feel more at home, pretty much, because overseas, this type of thing... Was really common, you know. Parades like this were were all the rage in Europe and overseas, but we didn't really have that in the U.S. Um, so it was actually a Christmas parade at first, but it was still held on Thanksgiving Day. There were no balloons though at first. It was it was a little more feral. I I, I like to say because if you look at the photos, it's kind of crazy. Um, they had a lot of live animals from the nearby zoos uh, and whatnot. But then in 1927, they switched. They introduced the first balloon, who was Felix the Cat, and from then on, it became a balloon extravaganza. Uh, They originally used just regular air until the next year when they decided to use helium. So it'd be lighter on the people and, and, you know, go higher. And there was only one year where helium was not used because there was a shortage of helium. They used regular air. Um, And then the only time the parade was ever not held was during World War II for the same reason, because there was a shortage of helium and also rubber. But what they actually did was they... Uh, donated all of the balloons to the government so they could use that rubber to help with the war effort. So that's kind of crazy to think that a Macy's Macy's balloon was overseas being used in the war in some capacity and some kind of equipment. Personally, I like to think of it as the balloons got shipped over to like the paratroopers jumping out of planes and they were just using the balloon as their parachute. So like, you know, Felix the Cat was someone's parachute yeah they like didn't melt it down or, or repurpose it they just literally threw the balloon on the back yeah. of them so they could just <laughs> i mean why not it's already there it's gonna catch the air <laughs> we're gonna get flagged for like misinformation <laughs> that was a joke please <laughs> not that's a please not that's a joke, that was and a joke. i'm sure they actually use the rubber for real things not just <laughs> cut up felix the cat and put it on a Paratroopers back. So, another interesting thing that I absolutely love, but it's so not possible today and was definitely a good reason that they stopped. I'm not sure how long they did this, but for a while, they essentially created, Macy's created a campaign that was pretty much a logistics scavenger hunt. They would actually let the balloons go after the parade. I'm not lying. This was absolutely real. And so they would let the balloons go. They would be on, you know, they would have helium and they would travel super far. And then they they would land somewhere in the United States. And whoever found them, if you wanted to roll it up and bring it back to Macy's, you would win $100. Um And back then, obviously, a hundred dollars was a lot more <laughs> than it is today uh but yeah it was it was a super fun thing, but then people started chasing it with planes and remember the airmail uh episode we did last episode uh and how how Dangerous flying was at the time. That is uh, definitely what the case was. So, people were <laughs> taking dangerous planes because this was in the early years of airplanes and they were trying to chase down the balloons. So, they were like, we have to stop this. But I'm just imagining a giant balloon today, like in the episode of Friends, just like going loose, but on purpose. <laughs> like, imagine. And just like people in the rickety asthmatic planes were just driving around <laughs> looking for it. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so I just think that's super cool. And, uh, and I, I think that in general, the parade is kind of one of the coolest things that we have in the United States, because almost 100 years later, and they're still doing it and it's bigger than ever. It gets bigger every year. And it's just, I don't know. I just think it's a truly amazing, um, and they, you know, they really take it seriously and, and we all love it. So go parade. (laughs) Well done, Maisie. We appreciate the gift you give us every year. Yes, that was my transition sentence, too. Now, how does it happen? So each year, the balloons start out as a sketch. And then the team creates a 3D sculpture out of clay to scale. So it's like the exact balloon made out of clay, um, but it's tiny. And then they make a mold of that as well, and they create two models. One model is painted to see the actual design of it all um to where it's all finished. And then the other one is the logistics of the balloon. So they'll 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 line out the patterning, um they'll they'll attach the lines for the people to hold. And that, you know, the, I mean there is actual lines on the little model, but it's still tiny and I just think that's so cute. And my favorite part is that they they have a lot of these all lined up around the warehouse from years past. So you can go there and you can see like an old Bart Simpson model. Like it's super fun. Um, and so then all of the balloons are prepped, tested and packed away and they need, this all needs to be done by Halloween. Some as even early as last December. So parade ends, let's go. Uh, And in September, everyone's that's when the hard work begins. Everyone starts to work longer hours, according to an article from Business Insider, but it was from 2015. So it may have changed a little bit because the parade has gotten bigger. Uh, and things have changed. But so basically they work uh, on Friday and Saturday. They'll they'll do 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And then Monday through Thursday, it's 6.30 to 5 p.m. And it's like an all hands on deck kind of thing. And workers inflate every chamber for six hours to test its resilience. And all tests are marked and redone if the balloon doesn't pass for the first time. So then, the balloons themselves are deflated and rolled up before showtime, and then they're transported through the from New Jersey to through the Lincoln Tunnel to New York City. And the balloons are inflated when they go through the tunnel, aren't they? No, they can't be. They're they're deflated and rolled up and packed away. Okay. Um, And all of the floats are also designed to be collapsed and dismantled, or really disassembled and kind of folded into themselves. So some of them will just completely like fold into themselves. Some pieces are taken apart and and used on trailers. It can be no more than 8.0 feet wide and 12.5 feet tall so that they are able to fit through the tunnel because that tunnel is kind of, you know, it's got dimensions. (laughs) Um, And then... Uh, so, yeah, they, they go through the day before and they are they are assembled and blown up between the day and night before where you can now actually witness this for yourself on the Upper West Side. It's uh, it's a whole event now. You can actually go and walk around. It's kind of like free walking. Like you can just see them all blow up all all the balloons, uh, which is super, super fun. Um and so they make sure that everything is done and ready to go before nine a m when the parade starts, except for this year, just fun p s a for everyone. The parade starts at eight thirty a m Eastern Standard Time, so that's seven thirty for you, mary <laughs> and then why is it starting earlier this year? I think they're adding another half hour to it. It's getting bigger, oh, yeah, okay. it just keeps getting longer and bigger and more <laughs> um. So throughout the night before the parade, contractors also take down street signs, they trim trees, other and other potential uh, obstacles to help prevent any incidents from happening in case like the wind gets blowing. Um, I could do a whole list of all the things that have happened over the years. Um, be like during the parade with balloons, but like, we just don't have enough time for that. Um, the, the only, I will say that the only really bad thing that happened was a woman was in a coma for a month. Um, when the cat in the hat kind of broke loose and knocked over a street lamp, uh, but she's okay. She did survive (laughs) and that that's the worst of it. The rest has all been pretty funny. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I think I just think it's really cool that they actually go around like taking down street signs and stuff like that, um, because like just for the night, just for this parade to make sure everything's okay. But I digress. So crowd control is another huge part of the logistics parade. Uh, The NYPD works closely with Macy's to establish secure perimeters and control access points, participants, spectators to make sure they're all safe, you know, obviously. And the parade route is carefully monitored, and emergency response teams are strategically positioned um, to handle any foreseen situations. As for the actual people in the parade, within two hours on parade day morning, a team of 200 fitters dressed 2,000 balloon handlers, 400 kids, 300 float escorts and 900 clowns at least. Um it's probably grown a little bit like I said since this is all from the uh Business Insider uh article which came from 2015 but imagine having to do all of that dress all of these people who are not you know professional performers. So every That is a that is a come here stand here let me throw this on you and yeah. move. Yeah like, exactly just assembly line. That's like yeah moving through the So everyone working on the parade will count down from five to kick it off. And which just seems like an amazing moment to me. I would probably cry. So it's like everyone's standing together in the upper row side, ready to go after all this hard work they've put in throughout the year. And then everyone just counts down five, four, three, two, and then they go. And I just, I would probably cry, (laughs) but um. So after the parade, the costumes are stored in a different warehouse and are worth more than $2 million in total. And every year they're pretty, they're so, after all this, they do, you don't take the costume home. This is all handled by the Macy's studio. So there's pretty much mountains and mountains of laundry to do. And they need to. It needs to be done right away because if it rained or snowed during the parade, then and then there's any kind of moisture on these clothing, you know, they will get mildew. So it's really important that they wash them right away. But the two costume pieces that really stand out to me are Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus's outfits. Um, they are custom made and they are worth thousands of dollars which kind of shocked me i just kind of thought it'd be polyester costume thrown on i don't know why i wasn't thinking um, because they are kind of you know they're in a parade but so they are kept in their own custom-made cedar closet to protect against moths so in this warehouse you will find this one cedar chest that includes these special two spe- very special outfits um, and i just think that's super cool I do like that. That's like a really bougie, that's like a really bougie, nice touch for Mr. and, or for Mr. and Mrs. and Santa Claus. Santa and Miss, Mrs. Claus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So that marks to the end of my stuff. Mary, do you have any uh, fun facts for us? Well, I know we're running out of time today, Brielle, so I'll keep my one fun fact um, a little short. Uh, do you know how much money it costs to put a balloon in the f- parade for the first year? No way. No, I do not. It's If you had to guess, how much? I'm so bad at estimates. Like, How much does rubber, helium, sewing cost? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. It's the first-time balloons, according to a Mental Floss article from a couple years ago. So it could be higher because this was pre-pandemic. So um, it's a first-time balloon entries cost $190,000 minimum, and it covers the admission into the parade and the balloon construction. After that first year, you can expect to pay Macy's about $90,000 to get your character back into the lineup. Oh, my God. So, just a, just a little small chunk of change. That it is. is crazy. And if you consider that the balloons are only out for an hour or so, it's about fifteen hundred dollars a minute. Oh my god, that is pretty pretty crazy to think of. That I wish I had that kind of. I wish I could command that kind of salary. I know, me too, I'm That'd Be wonderful. <laughs> That's um, all I had though. That was my fun fact. Perfect. Well, uh, I hope everyone watches the parade this year with a new you know, new, new lens and that everyone has a really, really nice Thanksgiving. And thank you everyone for tuning in again. And you can check us out in two weeks uh, per usual. And um, you can check me out on Twitter at Jacob Brielle or, or, Email me at bjakel at freightways.com. Mary, you want to give out your socials and whatnot? Yes, you can find me at uh, at Mary o underscore 119 on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it. And also, in case you're not enticed enough, next time I'm going to tell Brielle a story. The tables, the turntables will turn. So stay tuned for that. Very excited. Christmas break for Brielle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone, have a good night.